you know that you were separate from everything? Like, well, how Gosh, did it feel like? yeah, it was just incredible, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, when you've, when you've been in any kind of, like, bondage, right. and by that I just mean, like, oppression, you know, be it mental, spiritual, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you're set free you know it and it was like just new life that's what he gives us completely new life and the first thing I did was go and look in the mirror because I just knew like something had changed inside of me (laughs) and I I saw you know that Jesus was in there that there was light kind of spangling out of my eyes and do you I know just... what? One of the first times that I met you, I, th- I think I must have met you for a few months anyway. Do you remember I said to you that, like, you've got something in your eyes? Do you remember that? <laughs> I on, do. On like, the doorstep. <laughs> and I, I can't remember how I worded it, but yeah, when I first met you, I was like, there's something different about you. Like, I could see it in your eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he moved in. <laughs> 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 Sounds weird, doesn't it? But yeah, freedom. And. I, one of the first scriptures that I that I read in the Bible, mm. um, and I actually got a poster of it and put it on my wall to remind me every morning, is yeah. from Galatians. And it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Um, stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So just that sense that he set us free for freedom, for freedom's sake. Yeah. <laughs> not so that we can work for him or... You know, of course, we do things for the Lord, but yep. he just loves to get bring freedom. Yep. And it's an amazing advert for who he is. <laughs> I like that advert. <laughs> wow, that's such an incredible story. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Long, long time ago now, but it was powerful. Really, really powerful. So that was when you were 18. Yeah. Um, and how long have you been a Christian now? Oh, are you any good at maths? What so I, 43? I'm 43 now. 25? That'll that do. Right? <laughs> well, Long right. time. Is, that 25? Is it 25? Yeah, let's call it 25. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 25, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time then. Um, you said in your introduction that you were a missionary. Mm. Where were you a missionary? Wow, yeah, so got saved. Um, met my husband in the church that I started to go to. Yeah. Got married quite quickly. We were sent to pioneer a church in Coventry. And then we were in Bury St Edmunds. And then eventually, it had always been in our hearts and we'd felt like God had that for us to go overseas and serve. And we were given the opportunity to go to China. Wow. Yeah. So we were there for nearly six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how did that go over there? Is there how did the church go? Yeah, so it was it was a massive like learning experience right. as you can imagine and it totally transformed us, you know? And it's not lost on me the irony of going to like a communist country where, you know, people are largely oppressed. Yeah. And and being set free from some like religious mindsets that I'd picked up along the way of yeah. like being in ministry yeah. and stuff. And I think it's it's interesting to say as well, like, you obviously got so set free when you got saved. Yeah. But even Christians can still continue to be set free, like, more and more in, in areas. And yes. And obviously, like you said, you can pick up things that aren't quite correct. That's it. And then God reveals them to you. So so what happened then? 
um, in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly right. I mean, it's it, that's a long story in itself, but I think the stronghold of the enemy is is lies. He works in deception and lies, and so yeah, I had that glorious, powerful, born again experience. Yeah. But yeah, over the years, I did some old lies came back, some um, mind wrong mindsets, some even like teachings from the word. The enemy can use the word. Like yes. um, the thing, the one I was thinking of was like Jesus said, "If you lo- if you love me, you'll keep my commandments." Now, when I began to feel more like condemned about that I wasn't doing well enough as a Christian, right. I would read that as well, if you really loved me, you'd yeah. obey my commandments, you know. But now I read it as fall in love with me, know me, mm-hmm. you, and you will obey my commandments. Yes. Like it will just naturally happen. So just that. Oh, that's a totally different perspective. Per, yeah. And that's just right that's just an example of like how even the enemy can use the Bible and yeah. the word to affect our thinking or, and, and we end up with wrong thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, I think by the time I went to China, I kind of had got, like, steeped in some religious ideas about who God was okay. and what he wanted from me. And I think I were, I was, I had, like, a performance paradigm is what I call it, that, okay. you know, you're driven to, like, work for God and perform and achieve things that, you know some people call it savior syndrome like you know you've got to save the world and so everyone you meet you feel a responsibility you've got to share the gospel with them and if you don't you know they never it's your it's you it's down to you and that can bring a lot of heavy like condemnation that you're not doing a good enough job and that god's there ready to crack his whip and get you to work harder and it's a subjective thing i don't i'm not saying everybody will have that experience through their years of minute being in ministry but I, it was definitely a contributing factor for me that I just felt like I needed to perform for God. Yeah. And so in China, we we really couldn't do a lot of the activities that we'd been used to doing as, as believers, like outreaching and going on the streets, door knocking. <laughs> and so God used that time and he began to like unravel some stuff. Yeah. And the three things that he kept putting his finger on were judgment legalism and control and however I came about you know picking those ideas up and then being part of me he was relentless in showing me that that's not how he was and it's not who he is and I was so blessed (laughs) to have that unraveled because I had picked up some wrong ideas about him and I was relieved to know God isn't like that (laughs) you know and so that was a process in itself and obviously going to China where that was the backdrop was just yeah quite an amazing experience because it then made me want to bring the pure truth to the people that we were getting saved the Chinese people and that was that you're loved unconditionally and you're accepted because in their culture it's huge like from kindergarten they have to work (laughs) they get homework like when they're in primary school I saw some kids and I thought they were going on a trip they had all these bags with them that was just their books they were bringing home from school I was like what these little kids (laughs) so it's interesting how God weaved it together to sort of 
obviously bring freedom in my heart but then yeah. also what we then wanted to communicate to the Chinese people yes. which is you know the truth and the freedom the unconditional love and acceptance of a father People are driven by different things and motivated by different things. And I think a lot of it is we want approval and affirmation and acceptance. Yeah. And so to be to be free is to know that you're loved and you're known by God and it's nothing to do with your performance or your looks or your talent. You're loved like just for who you are. And that is just such an amazing thing to know. I think that's really liberating for for just the human heart to just. Yeah. I guess it it might like take a lot of weight off. Yeah. Like striving to look good or. Definitely. Whatever else Lindsay said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and just the joy, like of being free. Yeah. To be yourself, because each one of us are unique and no two people are the same yeah so people should be free and that and sometimes that's a discovery because part of our unraveling was to do with identity and who we had been told we needed to be (laughs) and then it was like no actually (laughs) god god wants us to be ourselves and so that that's a journey that's a process it's like okay well who actually am i (laughs) um and the word says about you know we're not we're not slaves we're we're sons and daughters and that's the mentality sometimes of religion is like a bondage of of the law that you're a slave to certain um, rules and codes of conduct and behaviors but when you're a son or a daughter what does that look like to just dream and and explore and be a child (laughs) yeah we've gone from when you were a child being in a cult and you got out yeah you had some sexual abuse happen to you you had to like growing up you had to like I guess unravel a lot of things that were planted in you mm. and then you got saved at 18 set free miraculously yeah. from yeah. drugs from rejection issues everything like that you know walked through your 25 years uh. of Christianity <laughs> and then recently you've also been set free from some of the things that just God was saying that no hang on a minute I'm not like this mm. I'm like this mm. so you know that's a, that's a, a, a big story yeah. um, is there anything else that you feel like you want to say just about anything like in your life that obviously like brings the glory to God of how he's set you free from something even mm. if it's like the sim- smallest thing yeah, I think the Holy Spirit leads us into encounters with truth because ultimately it's the truth that sets us free. Yeah. And so I've seen God's hand relentlessly pursue that with me mm-hmm. that he emotional that he like he won't let go. He won't he's he's not satisfied if we've got areas of bondage and areas of deception. And so that's that's been really powerful because part of being sexually interfered with is just like from my reading about it I'm in no way an expert but 
just the different things that happen to your brain it's almost like an, there's an imprint made on your brain and it's confusing as a child because obviously sex is pleasurable and so there's dopamine released yeah. but when it's in a situation that is not safe it's not right you know that there's also cortisol released which is like a stress hormone mm-hmm. there's endorphins it's like from what i've read it makes this unique sort of imprint on your mind and so part of what played out with me was that that was all still there and so it's still manifested you know I can't exactly explain but there was still like unhealed wounds or just stuff that God needed to deal with Mm. but I I just didn't know how I didn't know I just knew go to church read your bible pray Mm -hmm. you know which I did faithfully but I still had these struggles and these internal wrestlings and there was just this moment where the enemy had just brought so much condemnation like that's just who you are and there was there was really sort of strong language to it like who you are like you're a prostitute you're a whore it would come and that was obviously the enemy but because it was so entwined with what happened to me and whatnot but then God powerfully broke in. I was doing a night shift as a nurse and this patient didn't require that I was always attentive because they were asleep. So I was allowed to watch telly and there was this film, I'm sure people have heard of it, called Lolita. And it, it was like a sort of controversial film about a guy that takes his, his wife dies and he takes his daughter or her daughter away with him and, and you know, abuses her. And just that story is, it, it was on, this film was on, and it so triggered right. something in me. And I was weeping because it was like God was showing me, you were a child. Right. And he said to me so loudly and powerfully, Claire, what happened to you was not your fault. Mm-hmm. And he said, you were not protected. And it was like, wow, you know, one, the fact that God spoke to me so powerfully, yeah. and two, that the relief it bore because I really had a lot of condemnation about stuff to do with with sex and he released me from that by telling me it wasn't my fault you know that this stuff had happened and so it just began this whole process of lifting me from lifting shame off me because I think shame is the biggie that the enemy brings when it's to do with sexuality and just yeah he just relentlessly pursued wholeness in my heart and in my life and that that to me is freedom because yeah yeah now I he doesn't the enemy doesn't have a hold on me in those areas I know who I am yeah and yeah of course there's going to be some days where you have the odd struggle and temptation but I'm at a different vantage point now it's like the enemy is over there and I'm I'm in Christ conquering it's not like before where it felt like the enemy had access to me and was really infiltrating Um, and yeah I just want to encourage anybody who's listening if you've had you know issues in that in that area and sexual abuse can be something small but it can still affect people very deeply just to know that God wants to heal that and he can heal it and he went to the cross to heal it and I can definitely testify freedom in that area but it did take time (laughs) but your question also made me think of you know I got powerfully saved Mm -hmm. now when I look back I wish I'd taken more time to just sit at Jesus's feet and get to know him I just was so like overjoyed of being saved that I then just ran off to tell everyone. And that's what I did. I was just always like 
evangelizing and out there and I know God used it and it was good but at the same time I think it was not in balance Mm -hmm. and that almost like my relationship with Jesus got hijacked by then just becoming very busy with like activities and involvement with church and outreach and almost equating that with God and when in fact it's two different things it's like you're saved to know him and to walk with him and him to lead your life not to just be really really busy and active for him (laughs) if that makes sense so yeah I you know I look back and think okay that's where I use the word hijack because it just took out it did take over you know and and lots and lots of people in the church were obviously encouraging that because yeah. they saw it as a wonderful thing you're going out there to seek and save the lost which yeah. is absolutely what we're supposed to do yeah. but if it's not balanced mm-hmm. with like a good grounding in knowing him yeah so that's why now if i'm involved with anyone who gets saved mm-hmm. i i feel strongly that i would like to help people and that's part of dis- discipling people isn't it yeah. that you 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 teach them like how what it looks like and how to know him in the secret place before you (laughs) run off and save the world yeah i mean i'm not saying that this is this is your thing but the scripture came to mind about how many people like when they get to heaven god would say oh i can't remember right yeah lord Lord, didn't we do this and cast out devils and and then he was like, I don't know, no, you. go away. Totally. So I'm not saying that's what it is, but you do have to check your motives of like, wait, so, you know, it could look so good. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing all of this stuff for the church, for Jesus. But, but are you really, if you go down to the motivations and really like strip back, you know, is that, like you said, foundation there? So if somebody knows they're not, they might be in bondage Mm. or, you know, there could be more freedom to be had. Like what would Mm. your advice be for them? Well, I would say the enemy is, he's clever and he's stealthy. He deceived me by making me think they were my own thoughts. So he uses your own thoughts against you. You, You're convinced it's you. So I would ask people to question your thoughts, really look at, what is going through your mind? Because the, the word teaches us we have to take every thought captive to the knowledge of Christ. Yeah. And so we have a heck of a lot of thoughts go through our head. And, yeah. you know, I'm still working on this because it's it's huge. It's like relentless. Yeah. But to push through and unravel, like ask God to show you what are some lies that you've been in agreement with? Yeah. Because it's powerful when you come out of agreement mm-hmm. with lies and you know something huge in a lot of people is rejection so like if you if you actually pray that out loud and say lord i just i want to come out of agreement with rejection anything that i've believed about myself or what others think about me or perhaps what happened to me as a child Mm. i want to come out of agreement with that and i want to come into agreement with what you say about me what do you think about me i mean the bible says his thoughts towards us are more numerable than the sand sand, (laughs) so check that out (laughs) 
So, yeah, ask him to reveal, like, what are one of his thoughts about us? Yeah. You know, and even something as simple as hearing him say, I love you. Because yeah. when I was beginning to, like, want to hear the voice of God more, mm-hmm. I used to wait. And that is all he ever said. And I used to think, that can't be God. You know, why? <laughs> That's just me. I want to hear that. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. <laughs> and it was what he needed to hear. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with, like, letting that just soak in. Yeah. That he loves me so and what is it that that made you think that that wasn't god why do you think that god wasn't saying that to you i guess it, it was all just wound um wrapped up in the in the rejection profile well, but i wasn't lovable <laughs> um and somehow you know this is this is when the enemy had you know sown some seeds of like being unloved and i just wasn't able to accept it I felt like I'd failed God as a Christian. And so it's it, it's like years of, you know, you're trying to believe the Bible and you, you, you read about this incredible lofty place that we're supposed to live as believers and then we fall short, we sin, we repeat that sin, you know, and it's, it can be a cycle, like, yes, you're forgiven, but you're then trying to prove again. So I think because of all that, it just it just made it difficult for me to believe that God really did love me. Like I could reflect back and think, okay, he powerfully saved me, but then I messed it up, (laughs) you know, but it's, it wasn't that at all. It was just that you have to go through different things as a believer for him to teach you that you can live as an overcomer. And a lot of that again is just knowing the truth and getting out of that cycle of, of bondage that the enemy loves to get us into. So one last question. <laughs> if there's listeners here that hasn't dealt with anything like this mm. but knows somebody that might be dealing with any one of these issues, rejection, sexual abuse, um, you know, religious lies, mm. what would you say to that person, how they can help their friend or whoever it is that they know? Yeah. I think the most powerful thing is, is prayer. Yeah. Like pray for them to have encounters with truth. Great. And pray... Jesus, you you came to destroy the work of the devil. Yeah. So please, can you undo the work of the enemy in this in this believer's life or yeah. this person's life? And yeah, if you're close with friends with them, pray for opportunities to talk about stuff yeah. that you can perhaps plant some seeds of truth. And I thank God for the people He brought along my way that did that for me and like stepped in and said, "Hang on a minute, you know." this is actually the truth about you Claire not blah 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 so you could be that person to just voice you know just telling somebody how much God loves them yeah (laughs) you know we think okay yeah we all know that but hearing it is one is just amazing when someone comes along and speaks it into your life or do you know that you're really pleasing to God yeah so yeah try to encourage them but yeah prayer definitely that they'd have encounters with him Brilliant. Well, thanks very much again for coming on. I hope it was an enjoyable time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you for letting me share. Um, yeah, yeah, we appreciate your um, openness and just warmness about everything you've been through. And yeah, hopefully it will help people listening. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs>